Today is day 15,291. It marks the return of the podcast. Season 2, episode 1 of the 28,000 day podcast. We've got 28,000 days to live. It's not a lot of time. I'm on day 15,291 and like, whoa. Makes me think. Makes me wonder, what am I doing with my time? And so we've got some stories to tell today. Stories that I think shaped my come up. They're stories that are near and dear to me. They're stories that reminded me about why I got started on this journey to begin with. Why I got started on this journey in the first place. I want to think about why I got started because sometimes we lose sight. We lose track of why we're doing what we're doing. Why did we begin doing this? Whatever this may be, replace it with X, whatever X is to you. There's a few stories I'd like to share with you in my travels. As I've said before, life is an adventure. And it should be lived as such. Everything we do must be able to speak to that inner child, that inner desire of wanting to do more, of wanting to go out and experience and achieve and do things in life that are filled with passion. Well, that's what we're going to talk about on today's episode. I'm going to talk to you about the moments where I was exhilarated with the entire process. That was about to take place. I was exhilarated and I knew for a fact that I needed to continue on this path. What were the stories that got me there? How did it begin? And also, let's check in with some good friends and see where they are in their journey, whether it be entrepreneurial, whether it be, you know, on their journey of life. I'd like to hear from you in the comments. I'd like to see your comments down below. I'd like to see you. Hit that like, hit that subscribe. Do whatever you can to spread the word on what we're doing because,、uh, well, we're kicking off season two. And if you haven't checked us out, we're also doing some pretty neat stuff with Dr. Aldo Maspons with the Maspons MD show and podcast,、uh, which I've been having a blast with those discussions with him. More to come on that front. And、uh, we're also working on a series of new things that、uh, I think. You will enjoy as we continue to move forward. So, check us out, bnextglobal.com. You can find all of our publications of this podcast, of others, there first. So, go to bnextglobal.com. Check us out there. If you're watching us on social media, go to my bio. We have a link there for you to go to all of those places and、uh, hit that subscribe, hit that bell. Do whatever you can to spread the word with that. Let's get into the discussion. Story time. Buenos Aires, Argentina. Situated on the shore of Rio de la Plata, 150 miles from the Atlantic Ocean. By far one of my favorite places on the planet. Some of the biggest lessons I've learned thus far in my 28,000 days is that life is an adventure. You have to get out there. You have to explore. Think about Borges, Che Guevara, 
El Papa. I mean, so many big figures. Frida Kahlo, Diego Rivera, all had a big part of their story take place in Buenos Aires, one of the most populous cities in Latin America. And its art, and its culture, its industry, its politics, oh, definitely something else. I find myself at El Centro Cultural de Recoleta, at one of the most spectacular festivals that runs for three days, 24 hours. I walk into my first show to see a man walking on a treadmill, determined, on a mission even. All of a sudden, he starts running as if he's running out of time. It immediately clicks. Could he be telling the story of life? Shots ring out. He's injured. This is definitely the story of life. At least in my mind it is. Time has run out. As I took in the rest of the show, which I gotta tell you more about, there were a series of existential questions. Has the life I've lived thus far had purpose? Is the path I'm on even worthwhile? It got deep. So I'm always counting the days. 28,000. Seeking purpose. TikTok. What's your purpose? Here I was at this show in Buenos Aires. It just kept reminding me that there was 28,000 days and we were dragging all sorts of, I guess, baggage. And we had to drop and break through all those barriers in order to reach our dreams. Otherwise, life would run out. Right as I was thinking about my dreams, they start lowering mylar over our heads, filled with water and acrobats. They represented, at least to me, all our dreams. All the dreams that we wanted to accomplish. If you're not watching the video, then I need to tell you and describe the lights the artistry behind this show. It was amazing. The name, Fuerza Bruta. You may have caught it as it toured through the United States, New York, major cities, but it began in Buenos Aires. In fact, I watched it for the first time in New York. But this show took me by the hand and almost showed me with its artistry, with Mylar over my head and water and lights and acrobats. That life has twists and turns, but time can run out. That whenever you fall down, you have to get up and it's like trying to get up in the middle of a wave. Oh, it was epic. It left an indelible mark in my life. And the mark? Life is an adventure. You gotta go out there. You gotta explore. You have to live every day as if it's your last and pursue those dreams. So I first saw this show with one of my nearest and dearest friends, Jerwin Mojica, also known as Chef Tio G. We were in New York City. Yeah, it's like still the same imagery. Like, I mean, you could tell that little things have changed, right? Like, 
the scene above your head in New York was a little bit different. Um, like, I vividly remember that scene, you know, specifically because I enjoyed it so much. But yeah, the purpose, like what, what Fuerza Bruta was trying to, to tell you in its entirety is still the same message, man. And it's hard. Yeah, Achieving man. your goals is hard you know, running through life and just getting knocked down and things coming up and, you know, just finding the, the energy and and the will to, to keep moving forward. As I saw it, I was I, I was transported back, man. I, I think most people, you know, w- don't know the context, but the context is I, I fly into Philadelphia and I'm now I'm now living in Texas, but I had lived in Philadelphia for seven years. And every time we flew, I flew into Philadelphia, I always kind of put on social media, hey, just landed. And it was right at that moment that I'm landing that you're like, yo, let's get together. And at the time, my sister's also finishing up her studies at University of the Arts in Philly. And, you know, it just kind of happened where we're all on different paths and we're all wondering like, What's next? I hadn't arrived at the idea of building my organization uh, entirely. I had some basic thoughts, but this was when I was still, you know, way before I launched my own thing. And we're like, yo, let's let's do something crazy. And we go to New York and Adriana is the one that like, I have this show that you guys just, it's an experimental thing. It's like a, a, a show where you don't actually have theater seats. You you're kind of in the middle of the show. And I was like, what are you talking about, Adri? What is it? I don't understand that. It I couldn't like, it's, it's wrap my head. It's an immersive experience. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, it's an immersive experience. And I'm like, uh, oh, okay. Look, dude, I remembered it. We were at the diner. We were at the yeah. diner, bro. And yeah. we looked at each other and we turned to Avidin. We were like, what? What are we going to be immersed in exactly? Is this like a, you know, some sort of experimental drug experience or what? What are we doing? And so we're like, no, no, no. It's, it's. She's like, no, no, nothing like that. It's, it's going to be great. You know how Adri is, and and I'm like, okay. Um, and so, dude, we we left. We drove that. I think it was that very day. We drive out. Yeah, that, that was, and it was a. Uh, it was either a Friday or a Saturday. And yeah. I had my car. I met you in Philly at the diner. I drove back to my yeah. house. Adri had to go pick something up at her spot. So you went to drive Adri to pick up what yeah. you needed. You picked me up in Jersey and we yeah. headed to New York, bro. Yeah, and we just drove, dude. We, we headed up to New York and, and we, we we got there. It was just us three, right? It was just yeah. us three. It was just us three. We go uh-huh. to New York. We go to Chinatown. We had some food. Ah, okay. dude, we went to the new Green Bowl. Yes. Yep. We're sitting elbow yeah. to elbow, but we have some delicious Chinese food, bro. <sighs> we head to Off-Broadway. did we that. see AOC? We didn't hang out with anybody that time. Okay, um, got it. So <laughs> we head to Off-Broadway. Actually, no, yeah. we don't even head to Off-Broadway yet, bro, because the show is not there yet. We go to, <laughs> I, we go shopping. We're like, I don't even remember where we are. We're like near Central Park somewhere. And Adri's like, yo, I don't like my outfit. Yo, there's nothing wrong with your outfit. She's like, yeah, but it's a little cold. I didn't bring a sweater. And I was like, I bet. We go into Burlington Coat Factory. (laughs) And Adri's like like, looking at things. And I'm just like, all right, cool. You're going to wear this, this, and this. (laughs) Bro, I picked out an outfit for Adri. And we go to to the register. She's getting ready to paint. I was like, nah, this outfit's on me. I pay for it. And you know, Adri's like my sister. Adri's always been like family. 
and so yeah, yeah. You feel me? So yeah. like, pay for it yeah. is nothing. And yeah. bro, we come out and you're like, oh, Abdi, you look good. And she was like, yeah, you know, G hooked me up. Bro, either puede ahí, we go to Off-Broadway and we catch our show, bro. Dude, describe what it was like when we walk in. Because it, from the moment we walked in, it was already an experience. We bought our tickets, we, we walk in, and the first thing we're hit with is like a little bar scene and people are like grabbing a drink. Yeah. And we're just like, all right, cool, this is different. And it's kind of like, you're grabbing a drink, but you're also being funneled through some doors. So like yeah. everything from the beginning, like they're already just kind of like directing you in the path that they want you to go. And we walk in through these huge double doors and we walk into a pitch black room. And I'm just like, what is going on? We see yeah. one red light in the whole dark room. And after I think, about, I think we were standing around for like three or four minutes. The doors behind us close, and the DJ booth <sighs> lights up in Opens the corner. It. Yeah, yeah. Bro, when everybody starts losing it, I thought Adri took us to a club. Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> yeah, like, me too. Oh, is that a nightclub? Like, is this? What yeah, we're, we're gonna be. We're like, we came to New York to club. Yeah, like, yeah. no. But yo, know, the DJ comes on, and then all of a sudden, the music starts to die down, and you kind of still have that beat in your head because, like, the music was just—it was banging. And yeah. The guy in the white suit just starts running. You're just like, yo, what's going on? And all of a sudden, a fan starts whirling wind at him. And the next yep. thing you know, you're starting to shift to the side because there's movement going on. And yep. you hear loud gunshots. Bop, bop, bop. And the guy starts, <laughs> his, his shirt is in red. And you're just like, yo, what's going on? Yeah. And, bro, after that, like, once I think I was halfway through the show when I realized that not one word had been said. Yeah. Dude, it was powerful, man. Wow. I still remember the feeling of exhilaration that I got from it. Because, you know, when you're at a club, you get that club vibe where you're, like, like vibing with the music and the bass. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you feel it in your chest. You know, you feel it kind of, you can almost taste it. Like, it's, it's you know, that club environment. So when they hit you with that initially, you already have that vibe and then the adrenaline. And then once this stuff happens, that they're rolling out someone on a treadmill in the middle of this club experience, Oh my, they're like putting trees and chairs and he's sitting down for like, a, you know, a breakfast, but he's all on the treadmill doing all yep. of this. It's, so it's obvious that they're trying to tell you, you know, he's going through the motions of life. I think an experience that solidified all of this for me in my mind and that put me on this path of like, time's going to run out. What are you going to do? Dreams. I do that has, I, I have to like tip my hat and to to this to to this show i mean the new york experience was one thing dude and then to go to argentina and experience it the same way but in its birthplace and with the argentinian vibe which dude i mean you add to that the level of traveling being like in a very exotic feeling location like it's just this is it, it definitely shaped my mind. So there's a story I never told you about after we watched yeah. Puerta Bruta in New York. Okay. So we watched Puerta Bruta in New York and I switched my shift at work with another manager. 
Okay. And I told her like, hey, can you work for me in the morning? I'll come in. I'll come in early and let you go home early if you make the switch with me. And we go watch. We go to New York. We have our thing. We get back. I think it was like we got back at like five o'clock in the morning. Oh, dude, it was crazy late. Dude, yeah. it was insane, bro. It's 6 a.m. Yeah, so they're like, <laughs> you're so insane. We were in Times Square bar hopping. This, this was in a phase of our life that we were we were pretty we were pretty crazy, dude. Yeah, we went to a bar off to 56. Uh, a little hole in it's the one of my spot. yeah. So we get home and like I get home and I wake up, dude, and there is two feet of snow outside. Had no idea it was gonna snow, and Yo. I get up. And bro, it took me six hours to get to work that day. And the manager that switched with me was mad. I'm talking about she didn't talk to me. Like literally, I walked in and she left. Didn't say one word to me. Uh, yeah. the, the GM ended up coming by to check on me. And he was like, yeah, you know she's mad at you, right? I was like, yo, like, it's not my fault. So <laughs> I quit that job like three days later. Ah. Like I was just like, yo, like I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here. Like my job isn't to to make you comfortable as a manager. Like, yeah. you know, like at the end of the day, I'm working as, I'm a young cat. Like I'm doing everything that I want to do. I'm making at this point more money than I've ever seen. I think at this point I was making more money than my mom has ever made in a year. Yeah. Right. And I don't have a college degree and I quit and I go home and I tell my mom, I'm like, yo, I quit. And my mom was like, all right, cool. What's the plan? You know, like it wasn't uh, yeah. a disappointment. It wasn't anything. It was like, all right, cool. Well, what's the next plan? What are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. Like, you're living at home with me. Like, I'm still going to charge you rent. I know you got money saved up, so you're good on that. But what are you going to do? And yeah. everything after that has just prepared me for this journey, brother. I remember from that point forward, on the, all the way back on that car ride, we were talking about what we were going to do and how we were going to achieve it. And we were so pumped on adrenaline about, you know, hey, li life is short. We got to do our stuff. We got to take our shot. We got to do our thing. And it's almost like life at that point for you, as it did for me. I mean, for me, it was a couple years later that I said, peace out. I think it was a year and a half later that I said, peace out to the whole thing, man. I walked away entirely. I was getting paid decent and I got to travel everywhere, dude. I mean, on, on their dime. And that was great. I was getting flown all over Latin America. So I was getting the opportunity to stay at posh hotels all the time, all these amazing things. It was hard to walk away from it all, yeah. but I did. Like after that moment that I think what the show did was that it crystallized a lot of things in my mind. You know, you you left this position that you were at shortly thereafter that same week. It took me about a year and a half and I, I walked away from it all. I tried to make my organization based off of the contacts I had internationally. So automatically off the bat, I already was doing things on an international scale and um, based on the friendships like yours and, and other people that know me that, you know, were supporting the effort and damn dude, I mean, it hasn't been easy. But it's like that show. It's like, you know, when you fall, you have to get back up. Sometimes it's not the easiest thing. You're pissed off. You know, it, it's it's hard. You, you're wary. That's what the show was was all about. Without a word, it was telling all that. All, all It was telling us all of that without a word. And it was, I'll never forget it, man. Well. So there you have it. The first episode of season two. You know, it's always good. To look back and think about why you got started in the first place. For me, as I look back on some of these trips I took, 
some of these shows that I had the opportunity to see with my sister, to see with Chef D.O.G. Just ground me and pretty much put me up right back on the path that I began on. Sometimes it's difficult to keep moving forward when you don't have a way of measuring, when you don't have a way of measuring how you're doing. But in thinking about why you got started, it should bring back feelings of excitement, wanting to continue to move forward. And if it does, then that means you're probably on the right track. You just need to keep moving forward. You just need to figure out how to tweak this step or that step. We continue having these discussions, these podcasts. They're recorded live on Clubhouse. If you catch them, they're recorded live there. But more than anything else, we want you to know that we'll be back weekly. We'll be having these discussions on a podcast. We'll be putting them on videos and different social media platforms. Make sure you follow us there. It's good to be back. Think about the 28,000 day journey you want to have. Where are you in life right now? Where do you want to move forward to? And hey, don't hesitate in reaching out if you want to collaborate, if you want to get some tips. That's what I'm here for. At the end of the day, um, we're probably friends if you're listening to this podcast. And if you're not a friend yet, you'll be a friend soon. And I'm all about collaborating Check us out at bnextglobal.com. We're doing some really neat things. And uh, it's about telling stories. It's about telling our narrative. It's about telling folks the story of where we're headed, why we're headed there, and about our communities and what they're all about and why we're doing what we're doing for our community. That's what this is all about. So it's awesome to be back. We'll be back next week with another episode. Also, check us out and follow us at BeNextGlobal on Instagram, on Facebook, BeNextGlobal.com. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, BeNextGlobal there. Oh, and you can also catch all of my social media posts at Hector H. Lopez. It's as simple as that. Um, We're going to be posting some pretty cool stuff soon. Keep an eye on us on the social media still on youtube under hector h lopez you should see some activity there and our youtube channels also be next global so we will see you soon thanks for being back for season two of the 28,000 day podcast see you next time <laughs>